You are listening to the Cherish Companions podcast. I'm Caitlin, and I help you and your animals live the best life together. I use a mixture of modern training and holistic natural methods. On this podcast, we will talk everything animals and how we can consider our pet's body, mind, and soul. To look at our pets holistically and to treat behavioral issues with natural healing products and methods. This podcast is all about sharing our love and appreciation for the animals in our life. Welcome. In today's podcast, we are going to be talking about the importance of play. So we all know that our pets need exercise, just like we need exercise ourselves. We need to move our body. We need to do something physical. We can't just sit around all day. We feel stiff and we feel just kind of gross when we have those days where, at least I do, when I just don't get out and don't do anything and don't move my body. But do we really realize how much exercise and play our pets need or how important it actually is for our pets? So I just, I want to let you think about it for a bit. For most of us, unless we work at home or, or are able to take our pet to work with us or For the some of us that drop our dogs off at a doggy daycare, our pets, definitely our cats, are home alone all of the day. So while we're out, they're just at home. And there's nothing going on at home. There's no movement. There's no excitement. They're pretty much just sleeping. So they sleep all night while we're sleeping. And then they have a little bit time with us in the morning before we head off. And then they have nothing to do most of the day. And they're pretty much just waiting for us to get back in the evening. No wonder our dog is so happy to greet us when we get home and looks so sad when we leave. So you may not think that cats really even care, but they do. They care. They just don't express it the same way that dogs do. So sometimes I leave for the weekend. I go on little trips. I'm gone for one night or two nights and every time I go I bring my dogs with me but my cats they don't get to come and when I return even if it's just been two nights they are mad at me. They're kind of sassy. They're they're grumpy. They're not the same as if I had been home the whole time. I can tell that they're not happy. Um, Take a look next time you leave. Just watch how your cat reacts when you when you're gone. Sometimes if I go out for maybe two or three hours and I return, my cats do greet me at the door. Not always, sometimes they do. They come up, they check out what I'm doing. They're just, they're curious, they look, they see what I've brought if I went grocery shopping, they're looking in my bags. So they're happy that I'm home. And my dogs, yeah, they're definitely happy when I'm home. So next time you leave and return, just see what your cat or your dog does. We think of cats as sleeping a lot, and we don't really think of them as an animal that needs exercise or play. And But in reality, it's just as important as dogs. So dogs are active. They're outdoor animals who need regular exercise to maintain their physical health. So this is something that we know and we accept. Cats, they're also exactly the same. But we, so we know that the exercise and the outside, the walks and everything, that 
that is important for our pet's physical health, but not only their physical health, exercise and play is important for mental health and mental stimulation. One way to discover if your pet is getting enough exercise or enough play, enough mental stimulation or physical stimulation is to look at their behaviors when they are around you and as well as when you're gone. So when you're gone, what do you come home to? Do you come home to a destroyed house? Have things been chewed? Have Has your pet been doing things that your pet shouldn't have been doing? What happens when you're gone? If your pet is just, you don't really notice that anything has happened, your pet's happy to see you, excited to see you, and you can tell your pet's just kind of been sleeping, nothing really crazy has been going on, then your pet is probably, they're more satisfied satisfied than a pet that has destroyed your slippers or torn apart your carpet or your couch. So things that pets often do when they're not getting enough exercise or enough mental stimulation, they can be excessive diggers. So they might be digging in your couch, they might be digging up your planted pots, they might be kind of digging in your bed sheets when dogs they can't find they don't, there's no dirt inside the house, so they dig in what they can. So often you see pillows torn up because they're kind of ripping and digging into the pillows and the bed sheets. They will also get into your garbage. So they're kind of scavenging and digging around in your garbage. They'll tear apart plastic bags and scatter food everywhere. They may bark or they may whine too much excessively when you are around or even when you're gone, maybe your neighbors report that your dog has been barking all day. And you need to look at, are they, do they listen to you when you give them commands or when you take, first get home and take them out for a walk, do they listen to you? Or are they running around crazy? Are they just going nuts and they just have so much energy and they're kind of hyper and they're go, 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 go? Or are they relaxed and calm. Now it's normal, especially depending on the breed or the age of your dog, for dogs to go crazy. Puppies get their zoomies and they go flying around the house and doing things like that and that's completely normal but these behaviors I'm talking about excessive so it happens all the time or it becomes a problem or your dog is running around so crazy that they can't listen to you, they don't come when you call, things like that. So Think about it on kind of a spectrum. All these behaviors are natural, the digging, the getting into garbage, the barking or the whining, and every dog and every cat, they're going to do these behaviors, but are they doing them excessively? Are they doing them in a way that is bothering your relationship with them or harming your house or causing problems? Once in a while, it's gonna happen, but is it excessive? Also, is your pet aggressive? Is your pet depressed? These are things, all signs that your pet may not be getting enough mental stimulation and physical stimulation, physical exercise and mental exercise. So they're doing these things because they need to release all of the energy and they're bored. They're bored stiff. They're trying to entertain themselves. They're not trying to cause trouble and they're not trying to be difficult or disobey you. They're, they want to please you. Dogs naturally, they want to please. They definitely don't want to see you upset or frustrated or overwhelmed. They're doing these things because they're just trying to restore balance. They're trying to feel good inside themselves and they really have no other way. So if you don't give them an outlet for this energy and for 
the feelings and that they have inside, they're going to find an outlet themselves and it's not going to be an outlet that you like or that you want to happen. So a dog or a cat that is satisfied and happy are animals that are secure. They're animals that listen to you, animals that readily want to please you. They feel confident and safe and they aren't aggressive or they aren't anxious, they're not depressed, they're not doing these excessive behaviors that I've mentioned. They are engaged and they are interested in you. They are noticeably happy and they are noticeably confident. So now take some time and just think on your pets or take the next few days and think and look at their behaviors and think, are they getting enough exercise, both physical and mental? They're both equally important. We always put this emphasis on the physical, the going for a walk and run and just physical exercise because that's something that we as humans we need to make sure that we get because we most likely get enough of the mental exercise just in our day-to-day -day life going to work and learning and growing just as a human but our animals need that as well they're both equally as important so hopefully now you can see how important play and exercise actually is and also I want to point out that a variety of exercise and play is also important, not the same thing every day. So that comes again back around to some mental stimulation and just not being so repetitive and the same thing. Knowing what's going to happen and expecting it, throw some surprises in there, do something different, something a little exciting, keep it, keep it exciting. So regular play and exercise encourages calmness and confidence in your pet. Animals are more emotionally stable when they get that mental and physical exercise. And one great way to get mental and physical exercise together is play. So play can be done with both dogs and cats, unlike a walk, which is also great for mental and physical for dogs. They do get the mental part during walks if they're going on walks, a different walk often or unique and interesting walks, not the same route around the block every day, switch it up, then they'll get that mental stimulation. But cats you can't, some cats you can, but often you don't take cats for walks. And not everyone likes to let their cats outside. I don't recommend it. I don't let their, my cats outside unless I'm outside as well and I know they're going to stay close to me and in the yard with me. Just because of predators, we have coyotes, raccoons, things like that that are going to eat my cat and I just prefer to know that my cats are safe and keep them inside and not risk anything happening like that. So when you have an indoor cat you do need to be extra careful or extra sure to provide that mental and physical exercise which you can do simply by play. It's fun for you and it's extremely fun for your cat and your dog. So cats are active and dogs are active, just like us. So again, think about how you feel when you're cooped up all day in your house. You need to get out and you need to see new things, you need to experience new things, and so do your animals. You need to release all the energy that has been built up. Okay, so I understand that you can't always take your cats outside, as I said, and this means that you need to make their inside fun and exciting. So think about for cats, I'm going to talk now more about cats than dogs for just a bit. For cats, 
they are inside. What toys do you have? Do you have climbing trees? Do you have perches? Do you have windows that they can look out of? Make their inside environment really fun so they're not just sleeping all day while you're gone. Put maybe a, a birdhouse outside by a window where your cat can sit and watch and observe birds. Put or a bird feeder. And then, so keep your house exciting for your cat. Cats love vertical space. They think up and down, they climb. They don't think um, horizontal like we do. Dogs think horizontal. We can't climb. We can't jump high. Dogs can't climb. Dogs can't jump high. Cats are extremely good at this. They climb trees. They love to sit on top of our refrigerator. So provide them with that vertical space. Especially if you live in a small place or you have a place with both a dog and a cat, your cat can live and enjoy so much vertical space that your dog can't get to. It's a really good space saver. So cat trees, you can even put a shelf on the wall that's just for cats. Think about how your cat would like to see things and experience things and provi provide that for your cat. And toys, leave some toys out. Don't leave toys out that have strings or things that they could dangle. I had a cat once that I returned home and she had the handle for a plastic bag around her neck and it was really scary to see and I'm glad that I wasn't gone for long but that could have been really dangerous. So think about how they could get hurt as well. It's not recommended to keep the wand toys or the string toys, the dangly toys out for cats. Just the little mice and things that they can't get wrapped up in because they do roll around with their toys and go kind of crazy so they can really get wrapped up in it and if they can't escape that can be dangerous. So make your insides really appealing and exciting for your cat. Provide them with spaces and ledges. Let them have an area where they can look outside. Make their outsides with a bird feeder or something interesting for them. Then when you do get home be sure to play with your cat. You can do all sorts of things with your cat not just play with a wand toy, you can give them boxes. Cats love boxes. You can even leave a box in the day when you're gone. The boxes are amazing and every time I order something from Amazon or I buy something like a TV or something, they come in these really big amazing boxes and I just leave the boxes out for a day or two and it's funny, my dog plays with them, my cats play with them. They go in it, they jump around and surprise each other out of it. They just have a ton of fun with these boxes and they're always different sizes and different shapes and they always do something different with it. So just put a box down, even put some crinkle paper in the box, throw a ball in the box, a little mouse in the box, some catnip, and just let them explore it and be creative with it. And for dogs, Walks are perfect, as I mentioned, they, when you provide a variety of walk, not the same walk around every time. They get to see new things, they get to smell new things, meet people and meet other dogs. They also get their bodies movement, moving. They get to work their mind and their body both at once on a walk. So let your dog sniff sometimes. Your dog will get a lot of mental stimulation from just sniffing the grass, sniffing the ground, let your dog do that. Don't always be go, 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 quick, quick, quick and pulling them along. Let them enjoy some smells. And 
when you do these activities with your dog and with your cat as well, you're really growing that bond. Your dog, you are your dog's favorite person and when you provide these fun things for your dog, your dog just starts to love you even more, which means your dog is going to listen to you more, which means you're going to have less behavioral problems. So playing games are super important for dogs and they are super important for cats. They can get their exercise mentally and physically. During play, they can also learn, so you can incorporate training into play. You can, training is a whole other topic, but that's another um, really great thing for exercise and mental stimulation. Training isn't just for the basics for making our life easier. We often think of training as like when your dog's a puppy. You train them how to behave in your world and what to do, but training is really great activity to keep doing throughout your dog's life. You can even train your cat. Cat training is something that can definitely be done. My cats all know how to sit on command. They know I'm trying to teach them kind of new things. This is something that I'm just exploring, but training cats is definitely possible. I can do a whole nother episode on that if you would like and how to train cats. Let me know on Instagram or leave me a comment if you want some more information on cats and training. But teaching new tricks and games, it's all keeps our animal's mind working, no matter what age your animal is. You can start training a cat at eight years old that has never experienced training before and your cat will pick it up. So playing games can help satisfy our animal's natural instincts. So games like tug and fetch are fun and they are also great outlets for satisfying nat our dog's natural need to grab, to pull, to put things in their mouth, to tug things in their mouth, to chase. These are all natural things that our dog wants to do and it's a really good release to do those things, even using a command or a game like find it. If you hide a treat or a favorite toy that engages your dog's nose and mind. They're great, some great scent games out there that you can do. Playing exercise is also a time for bonding. So we're going to talk a little bit more about cat play. So we know that play, it's a lot easier to play with dogs. We know kind of all how to play with dogs. There are some certain ways to play tug that not everyone is familiar with, but overall in general, playing with dogs is easier than playing with cats. So play is kind of a little bit more important for cats than with dogs just for the fact that our cats are inside and often they don't get those outside walks. So play is really important. Play is fun, it's physical exercise, you strengthen the bond with your cat. And interactive playing lets your cat do those natural skills, just as I mentioned with dogs. Cats naturally hunt, and when they play, they're using those natural hunting skills. So playing is also a great way for your cat to release negative energy or aggression, and it also really helps a cat gain their confidence. Play is really important for nervous, shy, or scared cats. It will really bring them out of their shell over time after they build up their confidence play will build it up and you'll see a completely different cat. It really helps ease cat's anxiety. So clearly play is very important for cats. But 
As I mentioned, I've found that not everyone knows exactly how to play with cats. So first of all, you need a variety of toys and you need to rotate these toys. Take them out during playtime, so have a time where you play with your cats. A really good time for that is in the evening, maybe right before you feed them, or right before bedtime, right before you go to bed. This is These are great times to play with cats. So have find a time that you can set aside 10 to 15 minutes to play with your cats, so they don't need a lot of time. And when you have this playtime, take a different toy out each day. If you leave toys out, which you will leave some toys out, but if you leave all your toys out all the time, your cat will get bored of these toys and then ignore you or ignore the toy when you try to take the toy out to play with your cat. So when you're playing with your cat, your job is to make the toy act like a real live mouse or a bird. So make you want to make your cat feel like a predator. Think about what a mouse would do or what a bird would do. Try to mimic that animal. Try to mimic the cat's play. Prey. Make your toy scurry. Make your toy hide. Make your toy do quick movements. Stop. Quick movement. Stop. Think about how a bird or a mouse would act. Move, it, move the toy around kind of close to your cat, near your cat, but not in your cat's face. Don't touch your cat with the toy. Think about a mouse wouldn't run up to a cat and bonk it on the head or touch it on the behind. A mouse wouldn't do that. A bird wouldn't do that either. Do things that a mouse or a bird would do around a cat or when they don't know that a cat is watching them. So you kind of first need to pique your cat's interest. And then once you get to know over time, you'll get to know what your cat likes and try and match your cat's interest and your cat's intensity. So if your cat is really getting into it and really playing and going crouching down low and wiggling their butt and getting ready to pounce, your cat is really into it and you need to match that intensity with the toy. If your cat is ignoring you, ignoring the toy, which if your cat's not used to playing with you, they will often do. And when you get that routine and play at the same time every day for 10 minutes, they will start to expect to play and then start to play with you more. But for the beginning, they might be ignoring you. So you're not going to be waving the toy around crazy because you're not matching then your cat's intensity level. So just move the toy slowly. I don't know if you've experienced this, but I often experience my um, cats when I'm writing. They um, look at the pen or the pencil and often will try and bite it or hit it with their paw. So think about that. Like, I'm not that movement, that back and forth swish swish of the pen writing. Maybe mimic that. Think about what your cat likes. And when they do try and engage in play and repeat that with an appropriate toy. And then you, so you, once you've got your cat's interest and you're matching your cat's intensity, don't make it too easy. You don't want your cat to get bored. Don't let your cat always catch the toy. Move the toy quickly out of your cat's grasp when your cat gets close. Let your cat enjoy playing, enjoy the catch, enjoy the pursuit tease your cat with the toy 
And then finally let your cat celebrate with the toy before you put it away. So this celebration would kind of mean usually would occur after a big pounce or your cat holds on and latches onto the toy really tightly and doesn't let go. And they probably hold the toy up close to their body and maybe wiggle around with it a bit or flop around with it, kick it. And that's them celebrating their win. Let them do this, don't yank on it, just let them have the toy, let them have the toy for 30 seconds or so. Let them lose interest in the toy and then just pick it up and put it away. Playing with your cat will usually last about 10 to 15 minutes, maybe even shorter, maybe five minutes, depending on your cat or how you, your cat is to playing with you and with toys. You always want to end it before your cat loses interest. So let that pounce and that celebration happen and then your cat probably still is interested in playing more, but take the toy away and let your cat, leave your cat wanting more. Plus, playing with cats is just a lot of fun for us. Cats do funny things, they look, they look funny, they act funny, and every time I play with my cats, I always get a good laugh because of something they've done. They're like little mini tigers, and but they're just so cute at the same time. Somehow, I don't know, it's just funny. Same with dogs, playing, Every time I play with my animals, it's it's fun. It's fun for me. And remember, if you're having fun, your animals are having fun. Stop before it gets frustrating or boring. Keep it short. Keep it simple. You can easily find 10 minutes a day to play with your cat. And if you have more than one cat, you might need to do play with the cats in separate rooms. Some cats don't like to play around other cats. So... So do this as a one-on-one -on -one bonding time, just you and one other animal, at least in the beginning. Maybe later you can expand it to having two together, depending on your cat and your cat's personality. Same with dogs. It's If you have more than one dog or if you have a dog and a cat, just try and get your animal alone. I know that's not always easy because if I'm with one dog in one room and one dog's locked out of the room, they're going to be whining and crying and barking wanting to come in the room with us especially if they hear us having fun so maybe you can get someone to take one dog for a walk and you can play with the, the one dog or do some training with one dog it's really hard to train with two dogs in the same room or train two at the same time so figure out a little routine again training sessions for dogs just 10 to 15 minutes is more than enough some days you can do five. So um, I hope you see how important play and exercise is for our animals, both mentally and physically. I hope you enjoyed this episode and find me on Instagram, reach out to me on Facebook, find me on YouTube, and I'd love to hear from you. You can message me on any of those platforms. Let me know, share a story. If you want to share a story, maybe a funny or cute story of your pet playing or some experiences that you've had with your pet, then look at the show notes and I have a link where you can share your story on a pod on this podcast and you might hear your voice on the next podcast. So you have just two minutes. It's a little recording thing and you have two minutes to record a story and you just leave it there for me later to come get it. So 
thanks for listening and I'll see you next time. Bye. I want to start bringing other pet owners and pet lovers and pet parents onto the podcast and I want you to share just a kind of fun or silly lovable story about your pet. It can be anything at all, anything that you want to share that just kind of expresses our love for animals and the pets in our lives. So thanks for listening and I'll see you in the next one. Thanks for listening to the Cherish Companions podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please find me on Instagram as Cherished Companions. I'd love to hear from you. If you'd like to come on the podcast to share your animal story, find my contact information in the show notes. All links will be in the show notes or just head over to www.cherishedcompanions.org for quick access to all our social media and contact information. Thanks again for listening and join me next week. Now, get out of here and spend some time with the animals you love. Bye!